Hello, I'm Daniel Davis with the Gospel Project for Adults, and you are listening to our weekly leader training podcast. This week, we are beginning Volume 10, titled, From Many People to One People. This title reflects the idea that God came to save people from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation, and make them into one people united in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. We see this theme of Scripture as early as God's covenant with Abraham, all the way back in Genesis chapters 12, 15, and 17. Along with a new volume, we begin a new unit, titled, I am with you always. This phrase is drawn from Jesus' great commission in Matthew 28, which we will study in session 4 of this unit. But for this podcast, we are looking at unit 28, session 1, titled, Scriptures are Confirmed. And we pick up the storyline on the day Jesus was raised from the dead after his crucifixion for our sins and for our salvation. Luke chapter 24 opens on resurrection morning with some women bringing spices for the body of Jesus. Their intent was to properly anoint Jesus' body since they were rushed on the Friday before because of the approaching sundown and the beginning of the Sabbath. Yet when the women arrived, They found the stone rolled away from his tomb and two gleaming angels instead. The mourning women were terrified at the sight, but the angels told them the good news that Jesus had risen from the dead. The women then went and told the disciples, who thought the women were out of their minds, but Peter went to see and found the open tomb just as they had said. But he didn't see the angels. He only saw the empty tomb and the linen burial cloths that had previously been wrapped around Jesus' dead body. That same day, two disciples heading to Emmaus encountered a stranger who seemed to be completely unaware of Jesus and his tragic death. Yet the stranger was Jesus, obscured from their recognition. At a meal that evening, Jesus revealed his identity to these two disciples and then disappeared. The disciples, just like the women at the tomb, raced back to the disciples back in Jerusalem to tell them the good news of what they had witnessed. And that's where we pick up the story for this session. In appearing to his followers, the risen Jesus gave them and all who believe, including us, peace and hope and confidence. In point one, we see that the risen Messiah brings peace. The disciples from Emmaus arrived and told of their encounter with the risen Jesus. The disciples in Jerusalem shared how Jesus had appeared to Peter sometime after Peter had visited the empty tomb. And then the most incredible thing happened. As Jesus had disappeared in Emmaus, he now appeared in the disciples' midst there in Jerusalem. And for his first words, as if to preempt the fearful response that followed, Jesus said, Peace to you. Peace. Peace. A gift uniquely supplied by God himself. Peace is a fruit of the Holy Spirit in the lives of believers. Twice in the book of Jeremiah, in 6.14 and 8.11, Israel's spiritual leaders were denounced for treating the people's brokenness and sinfulness superficially. When the people would inquire about their standing before the Lord and in the world, the prophets and priests would say, Peace, peace, but there was no peace. Yet here, Jesus confidently speaks, Peace to you. Why? Because it was true. And it is true. Through Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross, it is finished. 
Jesus paid with his life the death penalty we had earned through our sin. And as his resurrection revealed, peace between the holy God and sinful yet believing man had been accomplished. Initially, the disciples thought they were seeing a ghost, startled by the manner in which Jesus appeared. Use this fact to teach your group about the doctrine of God's transcendence, the key doctrine for this session, found on later page 13. But the disciples weren't seeing a ghost. They were witnessing firsthand the Prince of Peace, who had made peace between us and God. For those who are using this volume along with the suggested use dates, make the most of this peace connection with the Christmas season, in which we celebrate the incarnation of the Son of God as the baby Jesus sent for our peace. And as a missional application for this point, call to mind the armor of God in Ephesians 6, and specifically how we are to have our feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In point two, we see that the risen Messiah overcomes doubts. Peter had seen Jesus alive. The disciples from Emmaus had seen Jesus alive. Other disciples believed these testimonies, but it seems some were still struggling to make sense of these things. And even when they saw Jesus alive in their midst, their minds went to him being a ghost. They doubted even their own eyes looking upon the resurrected Christ. This fact should give all of us caution about the thought that seeing is believing with respect to Jesus. We may wish for a first-hand sight of Jesus alive to put our own doubts to sleep, but that isn't the way faith works. Blessed are those who haven't seen and yet still believe, as Jesus said in John 20, which we will look at in the next session. But on this occasion, Jesus appeared in the flesh and invited all his disciples present to touch him to know he wasn't a ghost. And as a final proof, Jesus took some fish and ate it. The food didn't drop to the floor through an ethereal mist, but went into his stomach. The man they had known for three years who had died on a cross was alive and well and eating. Help your group grapple with the implications of this point with the question on leader page 15 and daily discipleship guide page 23. How do we help others or ourselves when we face doubts about God or his word? Doubts about our faith are a human condition but only because of the fall. Therefore, we ought to be gentle with those who are struggling with doubt, while at the same time speaking truth in love and calling upon all to believe. In point three, we see that the risen Messiah fulfills Scripture. Here we have one of the key passages that informs the whole concept behind the Gospel Project. Jesus told his disciples that everything written about him in the Old Testament must be fulfilled and he proceeded to help them understand the scriptures in this way. If you have the leader pack, use pack item 3, Jesus Fulfilled Scripture, to identify some of the ways Jesus may have fleshed this idea out for his disciples. The QR code on leader page 16 will also provide an explanation of the Old Testament as Jesus described it here, as the Law of Moses, the Prophets, and the Psalms. It is significant that twice now, Luke describes disciples interacting with the resurrected Jesus as having their eyes and minds opened to his identity, both in the flesh and in the scriptures. And note that Jesus ends his words here with a reference to the promise of the gift of the Holy Spirit, 
who leads Jesus' disciples into all truth and empowers them with words and boldness for the mission of spreading the gospel. It is the Holy Spirit who convicts the hearts of sinners through the proclamation of the gospel so that we recognize and repent of our sin, confess it to God, and believe in Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. We believers have a responsibility to speak the gospel in truth and love, but the responsibility of changing hearts, overcoming doubts, and opening eyes and minds belongs to the Holy Spirit. After his death and resurrection, Jesus appeared to his disciples to confirm that he was alive and had defeated sin and death. All that the scriptures had told about the Messiah was or will be fulfilled in Jesus. From his crucifixion to his resurrection to his ascension and also to his second coming. Because what the scriptures teach about Jesus is trustworthy, we believers should preach Jesus with complete confidence and unwavering boldness so blind sinners may have their eyes opened and their sins forgiven by faith in our risen Savior. Now, as you go to teach, and as your group goes forth with the gospel, remember Jesus' words. Peace to you. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.